be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord make straight his paths. John the Baptist appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the River Jordan as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey, and this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. This weekend, in particular at our, our Mass last night, we've been honoring uh, our Blessed Mother under her title of Our Lady Guadalupe, her apparition that she, uh, she came to, uh, appeared to St. Juan Diego in the 16th century near what is now Mexico City. And so throughout the month, we've had our shrine uh, to Our Lady uh, in our shrine area. And you're welcome to, if you uh, want to learn more about it, we do have information about this apparition and about this devotion to Our Lady, if you'd like to come after Mass to uh, learn more about it, but we had a beautiful celebration last night, and uh, including a uh, gathering in the social hall, in the Marian social hall after Mass, so um, this month with our shrine, uh, with our, our celebration uh, of Our Lady this weekend, and in my homilies this week, these, throughout Advent, I mentioned last week that I'd like us to focus on our Blessed Mother journeying with us or guiding us through this Advent season, particularly focusing on the ways that she exemplifies uh, virtues of, of Advent discipleship. And, and, um, and I introduced last week in my homily 
a book called, called True Devotion to Mary that was written by St. Louis de Montfort in, this, in 1712. And this spiritual guide, is, it's fairly popular now, uh, but when he first wrote it, it was not that well known. It was over a century later that it was rediscovered and became uh, very popular throughout the church and remains so for the past two centuries. And why would, why would we want to have a devotion to Mary? Well, St. Louis wrote this. He wrote that true devotion to Mary helps us to be enlightened in our doubts, to be put back on the right path when we go astray, to be protected when we're tempted, to be strengthened when we are weakening, to be lifted up when we fall into sin, to be encouraged when we are losing heart, to be consoled in the trials, crosses, and disappointments that come in every single life. Furthermore, he wrote, True devotion to Our Lady is holy because it leads us to avoid sin and imitate the virtues of Mary. And then he lists ten principal virtues of Mary. And we have adopted these ten principal virtues of Mary as our virtues of the month here at MQP for the ten months of September through June, this coming June. And one reason is, well, it's always good to um, focus on the virtues, and, and it's a good practice to, to not try to do too much at one time, so one at, one at a time, you know, one per month. Um, and so it's always good to grow in the virtues and learn, and learn new aspects of them. But in particular, as we are preparing to enter into a new phase for our, our local church, our whole archdiocese is going through the Partners in the Gospel Strategic Planning Initiative. And so what does that mean? Well, here at Mary Queen of Peace, we will be entering into a parish family, uh, a new parish family on July 1st. So it's a good time for us to uh, focus and really ask our, our parish patroness for her help, right? To, are there any areas that we as a parish, uh, we as disciples could uh, work on? And the answer is there's always things we can work on, right? But particularly as we're entering into a parish family, what can we do as a parish to be best prepared for entering into that family? And who better to ask than our own patroness to help us to grow in all the ways of holiness that we can, in the first three months of this fall, September, October, November, we've been praying for these first three virtues from St. Louis' list, heavenly wisdom, angelic kindness, and heroic patience. And you can find these, uh, the virtue of the month listed in our, in our parish media, and I more, most often talk about them in my homilies on Friday Mass, the Friday morning Masses, and I, I don't usually on the Sunday Masses, that's why I thought maybe I should introduce it more widely at the Sunday Mass, and so Picking these three weeks, the first three weeks of Advent, to focus on these three virtues to kind of catch everybody up to where we've been this fall. Heavenly wisdom, angelic kindness, and heroic patience. And last week, we began with heavenly wisdom. Mary is the prime model of Advent discipleship. She didn't know how things would work out. She didn't know how things would work out. But it was her posture of watching and waiting that enabled her to say yes to Jesus Christ being born into our world, to not be restricted by the narrowness of human wisdom, to allow heavenly wisdom to unfold and be revealed in God's timing. Mary knew that maybe she wouldn't have called herself a wise person, but she was a wise person because she knew what was most important in life, love for God, and desire for the salvation of souls. This is the heavenly wisdom that inspired and motivated Mary. 
And we pray that the same will inspire and motivate us in our parish and in our personal lives, wherever and however God sends us to love and serve him. This Sunday, we reflect upon the second virtue, angelic kindness. Our readings present to us one of the themes of Advent, if not our readings today, one of the themes of Advent, if not the primary theme of Advent. We have it written on our um, sign as you enter the church, enter the parking lot. Um, Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. This call comes to us first from many centuries ago from the prophet Isaiah, and it's echoed in the introduction of John the Baptist in all four of the Gospels. John the Baptist is the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. He served as the forerunner to our Messiah. He served in this role of preparing the way. Jesus was coming into our world to save us from our sins. That's what his name means. We hear here in the Gospel of Matthew, the angel revealed to Joseph, his name means, Jesus means God saves. Jesus was coming to save us from our sins. How was he going to do it? John, a voice crying out in the desert, told us how. Through baptism and repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people heard him and they came. People came and not just a few. What did we hear in the gospel? People the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. What was it that drew them? I don't think going out to acknowledge our sins publicly is something that we all are really excited to do all the time. But perhaps we should be, right? Perhaps we should be excited for that. Worldly wisdom, though, might teach us to hide our sins or maybe couch them a little bit or to do whatever we can not to have to admit our wrongdoing, to not risk being found out. Why? For fear of punishment or fear of rejection. Yet our readings today show us something much different. They show us precisely why we should be excited and run and quick to be quick to confess our sins. They show us precisely why the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to acknowledge their sins. From the prophet Isaiah. Comfort. Give comfort to my people, says your God. Proclaim to her that her exile has ended, that her guilt is expiated, that she has received from the hand of the Lord double blessings in exchange for all her sins. And from the refrain of our psalm, Lord, let us see your kindness and show us your salvation. There's a connection that the Lord is showing us between his, his kindness and the salvation he grants us through his mercy and forgiveness of sins. It was this angelic kindness that attracted the people to John the Baptist's message of repentance. And it was this angelic kindness that pointed them to the Messiah. 
It's the same angelic kindness in Mary that helps her all these centuries later to continue for us today. Continue to help us today. Her angelic kindness continues to point us towards her son and his mercy. St. Louis wrote this about Mary's angelic kindness. The faithful have great confidence in the goodness and power of the Blessed Virgin, their dear mother, and they incessantly implore her help. They open their hearts to her and tell her their troubles and their needs. They rely on her mercy and kindness to obtain forgiveness for their sins through her intercession and to experience her motherly comfort in their troubles and anxieties. Unrepentant sinners, on the other hand, they put all their confidence in themselves. Like the prodigal son, they eat with the swine. Like all worldly people, they love only visible and external things. They do not know the sweetness of Mary. They do not have that reliance and confidence which the elect have for the Blessed Virgin, their mother. They choose to satisfy their hunger elsewhere because they do not want to taste the sweetness already prepared for them through Jesus and Mary. One commentator wrote this about angelic kindness. Our Lady radiates joy and kindness to all that she encounters, whether it's when she greets Elizabeth during the visitation or appears to the mystics of Guadalupe, Fatima, Lourdes, Velancani, and others. All of them are struck by how lovely and radiant she is. So, where can we find, or how do we have that same kindness? How do we grow in that virtue of angelic kindness? Where can we be, where are we called to be a source of kindness in our world and put into practice what we see in Mary, that model of Advent discipleship? We have many, if not hundreds, of big and small opportunities every single day. Smiling at someone as you pass them on the street or at the grocery store. Talking with someone who looks lonely or they might need a friend, whether that's at school, in the playground, or lunchroom, classroom, in the office space. Um, a homeless person we might encounter on the street that could use someone to talk to or to ask if they need any help. Letting someone in front of you in a traffic jam with a friendly wave. Offering, intentionally stopping myself and offering a blessing or a prayer for someone when I'm tempted to curse them or gossip about them. And listening to gossip is participating in gossip as well. These are just a few of many, many, many opportunities, sometimes hidden opportunities that we have where we can choose angelic kindness throughout an ordinary day. But we can only choose angelic kindness when we first learn about it and then receive it for ourselves. We cannot give what we do not have. That's a basic principle of spiritual life. We first must receive it and we must frequently receive it from the Lord and from our Blessed Mother. So let's prepare the way of the Lord this Advent in all 
the best ways. By resolving to receive angelic kindness from his mercy, we have the opportunity for uh, receiving his kindness. Confession is not a place of shame or, or punishment. It's a place of receiving the Lord's kindness and his mercy. Our, our Advent penance service is this Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We have confessions offered every Friday and Saturday, and there are other opportunities throughout the East Side Deanery for penance services or different confession days and times. Let's prepare for the best ways possible this Advent. Um, receiving angelic kindness from the Lord's mercy, asking for help if we're struggling with that from our Blessed Mother. She's always pointing us to her son. And then being willing to be more and more quick and more and more frequent in offering angelic kindness to others.